Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games podcast, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff every Friday. I'm one of your hosts, Brittany Brombacher, joined again by the lovely, gorgeous, stunning Rihanna Manuel Pena. Yay, it's me this time. It's you. I thought it was me. I was ready to go like this. Like. And equally <laughs> as stunning as the husband of Rihanna Manuel Pena, the badass. Danny Pena. I was going to mention all the shit that you do, but God, you've been so busy. Ooh. I don't even know where to begin with what you've been up to, friend. I don't remember what I did the other day, so. Some little Tribeca oh, thing you yeah, did. Yeah, just yeah. just oh, giving awards out at Tribeca, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel, actually, you know what? Fuck me. I never gave you the proper introduction last week because I was so focused on this. You have been so amazing and kicking so much ass lately. Listen, I know you're exhausted. I know you're tired. But can you toot your own horn for like a few minutes and just tell the world about the amazing shit you've been doing? Well, I have a podcast and yes. uh, I've been busy traveling a lot. You know, Summer Game Fest. I think I did like 20 plus episodes during the time of Summer Game Fest. And um, and that was like a lot of interviews, a lot of, oh my God, my voice was gone. Actually, Re was pretty mad with me, like, because my voice was gone, I think Friday night. <laughs> was a, yeah. yeah, but anyways. I was like, you that, gotta go drink some tea, shut up. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. also, uh, Tribeca Festival contacted me to be part of this year's uh, jury of the Tribeca Games Festival. And that was a lot of fun. I worked with Yvonne. He's in Brass Lion Entertainment. He does a lot of like comics and books. And also Chloe Grace Moretz, the actress. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. girl. Yeah. She's really Among cool. other things. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was really cool working on that. And actually, tomorrow, actually, later this week, I'm going to be part of a VidCon, part of a panel. going to talk about content You're creation. There's other stuff. Absolutely crushing it. Yeah, no, I'm trying I mean, to keep like, it short. Listen, I mean, good for you, honestly. Yeah. And like, I think I told you during Summer Game Fest, like an absolute mm-hmm. unit, a fucking inspiration, man. You were just out there with that cool ass little camera you have doing all sorts of interviews and making so much content and i was like damn like you're killing it man absolutely killing it and i'm just really really proud of you i think you're doing some of the best work in the business thank you and i'm I'm really proud of you girls mass i saw you recording you know at summer game fest that was pretty cool the whole setup was fun and you brought the whole studio up in there like wow this is so cool (laughs) i know i know she she does that and i was like i'm happy for her but then it stresses her out i'm like girl like hey hey, we've been there look we've all done it we work really hard to create great content yep. for, for our audience so yeah hey, no it was it. awesome and yeah by the time this episode releases that would have been many weeks ago but still it is relevant in our minds today anyway danny you're a badass and everyone you should too. follow you, you too. and re too and, oh, I mean, Re, like, of course. I mean, listen, without Re, there's no us. We all know that. Um, <laughs> this week's episode, friends, is brought to you by ExpressVPN and Factor. We'll tell you about that later. And I just want to kind of tie together these two episodes, the one we released last week and the one that's coming out this week. This is part two of our Game of the Year so far episode. So we are going to be covering the months April through June of 2023. These episodes are pre-recorded. So if anything incredible has happened in the game industry, sorry, we're not covering the news, but we will be back next week with your regularly scheduled shenanigans where I'm sure we'll be talking about all of the amazing rad things and we will be taking care of elite patron shoutouts next week as well. Thank you, Patreon producers, Chewy's Godson, Ferris Atia, Justin Foshi, Punctified, and thank you people who left us a new review and joined our Patreon community. Again, since we're pre-recording, I don't know who y'all are, but I appreciate you. I just want you to know that. We'll give you your proper shoutout as well next week. All right, so now we are in the month of April of 2023. And so some of the notable releases I wrote down, feel free to let me know what you want to add. Minecraft Legends, The Mage Seeker, League of Legends Story, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster, Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores, Dead Island 2, Strayed Lights, Dust of the Memories Between, and Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So from this list, I feel like Star Wars Jedi Survivor is going to be the one that most people are going to like flock to. I have not played more than maybe like five to ten hours of it, and that makes me so sad. I know, Danny, listen, I get it. He's giving me the eye on youtube.com slash what's good games. Yeah. Look, Brittany, whatever you do, which version you have, the console or PC? Console. Xbox, PlayStation? Xbox. Okay. No, PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah. You need so to play this. Tell me, Danny, it. why this game, you're lecturing me for not playing it. It's the best <laughs> Star Wars game that I ever played. And I put it up there with Night to Republic. 
but oh. a little bit better than that. Oh. Yeah. It's deeper, more twists. There is so many amazing moments, and there's a couple with uh, like boss battles that I'm like, I have never seen this in a Star Wars game. Like it's it's oh, that good. Yeah. yeah I remember really I have I don't know what you're talking about, but I remember you and many others said it was one of the most hype and coolest and most badass moments. Yeah. And video games. Like it's up there yeah. for that. So video games okay. in period. Yeah, it's up there. It's Oof. up there. And not only that, there's a couple surprises in there. I'm like, oh man, this is this is awesome. But uh yeah, if you're a Star Wars fan, this is definitely a game that people need to play, man. Like this is like mm. now I know that I know when the game came out originally, there was a lot of bugs. And I got the game early before they even started releasing like updates for it. And I was playing the PC version, which that's the one that had like the most bugs. And I kept on going like the content, the stuff that I experienced in the game was amazing. I didn't even care about the bugs. Like I just Mm. I was like, you know, whatever. I don't care about it. You know, so. um, Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard that even though there were some technical issues, because I don't think I had that many because I was also playing Mm pre-release that it doesn't matter because the game was just so damn good that even the bugs that you did encounter didn't really make it make a difference at all. Yeah. Oh, I need to play it. It's I know Andrea good. loved it. I it's know so she good. absolutely loved it. And she was really impressed by the way that the game handled certain events. Like if you went to a certain area and you hadn't mm-hmm. triggered the narrative event that was supposed to happen there, the game accommodated for that. She said that was really cool. So I wish she was here, but she's not. So I will give that shout out for her and her stead. Mm-hmm. So would you say then for you, Danny, Star Wars is like the game of, of April? I mean, yes, that's the game okay. of the game of April. But I also want to give props to the team that worked on Minecraft Legends. I think that was a pretty surprising game, in my opinion, for the month of April. Oh, so did you like Minecraft Legends? Yeah, I had a good time with it. Yeah. Oh, see, I couldn't. I mean, I I enjoyed it for a bit. But then after that, I just kind of fizzled out on it. I think what happened is I was playing it. Mm -hmm. And then I stopped to play Dead Island 2. And then I tried to go back to it. And by that point, I was just like, "Uh, I don't remember how to play this. I don't think I care enough to learn how to do it. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, And especially now. And especially the month of April, there was so many good games mm-hmm. that it was hard to like stay with one. Like I was focused playing Star Wars. Yeah. Of course, we got Minecraft Legends early. We got Dead Island Two. There's a couple other ones I think here. Advance Wars. I know I you got to play that one. Mm-hmm. You know, I like, never play. Uh-uh. It was a lot of games coming out at the same time. Like it's hard for us to keep up, man. You know. So and it's gonna get crazier. <laughs> Every month oh, yeah. is gonna get worse and worse. It's not like there's a month that we can go back to catch up on all of these things. We have to rely on like our colleagues to tell us like. What was great and was worth checking out because otherwise we're never going to get around to them. Yeah, that yeah. makes me sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rhea, yeah. What about you, baby girl? For me, it's the smaller ones again. Like yeah. you know, this is when I was like I'm dipping my toe into playing games here and there. I haven't finished either of these, but they still left a really big impression on me. So I mentioned Desta Memories Between very briefly mm-hmm. in our last episode. So this, I think, officially came out in April. That one is from, oh, let's see. It's Us Two Games, um, so indie game. So maybe it'll hit up a, some indie lists. Mm-hmm. But the the game is describing itself as a cozy team-based tactics adventure. So the way, the way this game works, and, and I've given a longer review on previous episodes of, of what's good, but it's basically your this person named Desta you're like falling asleep reliving memories and trying to sort out like different conversations and experiences you've had in your life but the way that they go is you're playing like basically like a version of dodgeball against a bunch of enemies who Mm. some of them are just people you know people you've had conversations with relationships with and you're just trying to knock them out with sometimes you have teammates but depending on how you do and other times you might end up just alone if you're not playing very well (laughs) and so it's an interesting mix of like sort of like a sports game but it's very emotionally resonant and has some beautiful storytelling and really cool animation style. And, and it really did stick with me. Um, it was from Ozone Netflix games when I played, but I think it's also available on Steam and, and Switch now. So that one is one that stood out to me on the indie side, along with Strayed Lights. So I played Strayed Lights, which is from Embers. It's a new studio. And I played that one at PAX East. So that was, yeah, that was one I was struggling to get an appointment for. (laughs) Like it was, (laughs) it was quickly becoming the darling of the show with a lot of folks. It's describing itself as an atmospheric action adventure with fluid combat in an intricate world imbued with mystery. Mm -hmm. This game gave me such strong Ori vibes and it somehow had the fighting style of like a Soulsborne. Like it was dodge mm-hmm. and parry based. And I was 
not great at it, but what was really appealing is that it had different mechanics within its skill trees that made it more approachable for people who are struggling with some of the combat. And it was really cool. It had beautiful art style once again, which you'll hear is a theme for me. I just like pretty things right now. <laughs> and it was very touching and definitely mysterious. Like there's so much exploration and it's really cool environments and boss fights. So again, these smaller games, these smaller experiences have been my jam lately. And that's going to be at the top of my list for, for indies for this year, for sure. Hell yeah. I'm so glad you're on the show, Reed. I'm so glad you're a part of West Good Games because like that's, you know, thank you for playing those sorts of games. I'm with you. Like I'm also at a kind of at a point right now where I like games that introduce me to different life experiences or try things different and it keeps things unique and good and fun and make me feel good. Like it actually made me feel good, which is like a, a weird pivot, but it's true. It was Dead Island 2. Interesting. I, I know. You know, are you surprised though? Probably not. No, I loved Dead Island 2 so, so much. And like, obviously, like, is, was it perfect? Like, no, it wasn't. I don't even know what it's sitting at at Metacritic right now. But when I think of a game that I went back to as much as I could, it was Dead Island 2. And I think a lot of that has to do with, obviously, the combat was very fun. I loved how visceral it was. Sometimes I had an issue with too many zombies being spawned, which sounds like a really dumb complaint. But like, I would be in, a, in a, like a store and I would have completely just cleared it out. And then I would look behind me and then like six more zombies would have spawned. I was like, no, I want to be rewarded for taking the time to do this. So it's sitting at, it looks like on Metacritic at like a 73 to 76, which is like fine. But you would never know, I think anyway, that this game went through some serious development hell and when we say serious development hell like quite literally it went through some shit but what I really also loved about it was the freaking level design the houses in this game were just so like oddly fun to be in and this is such a weird thing to be so like hot and bothered by but I genuinely am I mm -hmm. loved like going inside every every house you went into told a story right and that's actually you know a very integral part to Dead Island 2 is the atmospheric telling and you would go inside like a streamer house or you go inside like an old celebrity's house and you could kind of piece together who this person was and what their lifestyle was. And for me, you know, that was something that meant a lot to me because I had to end up playing this game solo because Jason oddly got motion sickness from this, from Dead Yeah, Island there was too. a lot of camera shake in that game, for sure. Really? Yeah, and he, Interesting. Yeah, he, and he never, ever gets motion sickness in games. Like, he's never had it before, but for some reason in this one, and I think it was Yari, like... Every little thing you did, like, moved the camera around, and it's very spinny-spinny, right? Like, you're always spinning to look up, look down, to loot, and there's no auto-loot option. I really wish there had been an auto-loot option. And there wasn't a lot of options when it came to, you know, changing the camera sensitivity or the way it worked. There just wasn't a lot. And so he ended up not playing it, and so I was worried that I wouldn't be able to enjoy it solo because usually these games are all about just the gameplay. But I really found myself into the story and my character Carla and where it went. And I had a really good time with it. And it's, I still think about that game actually quite a bit. So shout out to Dead Island 2. And obviously like Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. I don't think there's a category this will win anything in. But mm -hmm. like that was also like an awesome, awesome way to play all the old Final Fantasy games if you have not. Burning Shores. Has anyone touched Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores yet? I... Honestly, yeah. That, that first experience with the Horizon VR frightened me. <laughs> Oh, no. no, no, no. Where? This is the expansion. My, my. This is the expansion. I, I know. I know what oh. it is. But the, the, okay. that little demo experience that we talked about in the previous episode, it, it made my knees go weak. Like, I literally lost control of my legs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I, don't, no. I don't know if I could handle more first-person VR uh, uh, horizon. So I opted out of that one. So mm. for me, I know you have to finish the full game in order to yeah. play this. I haven't finished the full game. Like, I'm close. But I've been so busy that I just couldn't. I couldn't play it at all. So I have the code. It's there. So that's exactly where I'm at too, Danny, is I never finished it. And that makes me so sad. But I did the tried and true error that I always do when I'm reviewing a game and I have a time limit is I still try to explore it like I'm not on a time limit to review it. You know yeah, what I mean? So I yeah. kept going around. I kept uncovering all the fog of war. I wanted to know what I was doing, what I was seeing. And then as always, something else came out and then I never went back to it. But um, I still think about that game too. But it's like, I don't know what. When the hell am I going to have time to finish Horizon and then play the DLC? I don't know. And that's what makes me so sad. Yeah. Same here. But we have more months of the year to get to, like May. But first, I want to let you know about this week's sponsors. This week's episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like checking in your baggage at the airport without a lock. 
You think your stuff is kept private, but you never know who's going through your most sacred unmentionables. And why does everyone need a VPN? Because when you go online without one, internet service providers known as ISPs can see every single website you visit. They can legally sell this information without your consent to ad companies and tech giants who then use the data to target you. Now, my co-hosts, Danny and Ree, know right now what we were just searching for before we went live on this show, and oh boy, we are in some trouble if someone finds that information, so don't do what we did. But anyway, why should you use ExpressVPN? Well, for starters, it allows you to browse more anonymously, because when you use ExpressVPN, ISPs cannot see your online activity. Your identity is anonymized by a secure VPN server. Your data is also encrypted for maximum protection. For doing a lot, it's a simple process to get started. Fire up the app and click one button, and that's it. And it also works on all devices, phones, laptops, even routers, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. And now listen, like I know my video games, but I'll admit the internet and all of its wonders are not my strong suit. I don't even want to know what people are capable of. I like to pretend I live in a world where someone won't take advantage of stealing my information, but who am I kidding? And ExpressVPN makes it all so simple, so all I have to do is click a button, and I don't even have to worry about it because I have enough things to worry about, and the more things I can stop worrying about, the better. And you too can secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash what's good games today. That's E xpressvpn.com slash what's good games and you can get an extra three months free expressvpn.com slash what's good games hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode of What's Good Games is also brought to you by Factor. Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. Are you too busy with summer plans to cook but want to make sure you're eating well? With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy and then get back outside and soak up the warm weather. I've mentioned this before. I am a big fan of Factor. I am busy running around with a chicken with its head cut off, and I love the fact that all I have to do is poke a few slits into the wrapping on my Factor and heat it up, and then I am good to go. I am a woman of convenience, and I am not afraid to admit it. And Factor offers delicious flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles, from keto to calorie smart, vegan and plus veggie, and protein plus. They are prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long while meeting your goals. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan and veggie meals every week. Round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45 plus add-ons, including breakfast items like their delicious apple cinnamon pancakes. I almost said animal cinnamon pancakes and oh boy. Bacon and cheddar egg bites and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet. Or for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like cold pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. But factor, you can rest assured that you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. This July, get factory and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. So head to factor75.com slash what's good50 and use code what's good50 to get 50% off. That's code what's good50 at factor75.com slash what's good50 to get 50% off. All right, so now we are in 
the month of May. And I almost did the it's going to be May joke, but I feel like that joke is so overused and no one laughs at it anymore. Did anyone ever laugh at that joke? The Justin Timberlake, it's going to be May? Maybe once. No. Yeah. Yeah. Danny, Danny's too cool for our dumb jokes. I agree. <laughs> All right. So, May, we have some notable releases. Uh, kicking things off with Redfall, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Humanity, Bread and Fred, and Lord of the Rings Gollum. So, some major hits and some major misses. What should we start with? Let's go, with the, with, let's go with the bet, right? Yeah. Maybe. I was going to say, bet. let's start with Redfall. This was one of my most anticipated games of the year, as folks yeah. who remember our previous episodes where Danny was with us in person. Yeah. I loved the character Layla. <laughs> she was me. <laughs> yeah. I really love the setting. I love the fact that it was a cartoonized version of vampire hunting. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is one of my favorite shows of all time. I'm actually rewatching it again for the 12th time right now. Ooh. Um, I was so excited to become a vampire hunter and to play with all my friends and this really cool town with really great music and all of the promos. And it was not the game that I wanted it to be. It was very yeah. disappointed, but yeah. I played it and I am grateful that it exists. I just really hope that maybe somewhere it'll become like my new Jade Empire where like I think about it all the time and I want someone to go back and revive it. So what do you think was the biggest disappointment with Redfall? That's tough. The biggest disappointment for me is the cohesion, like how everything came together in the end. I could tell that there were pieces, right? There's pieces of, mm -hmm. of great story. There, there, There's pieces of cool combat. There's pieces of a loot system that maybe could have just been dropped, honestly. There's, there's different elements that would have worked if it maybe was reworked. That's fair. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think there's glimmers of a really cool game there. And Arcane obviously is a very, very talented studio. Um, and very I capable. Very capable. And I know there are some articles that have come out since then when people doing some investigating on what went wrong, what happened. We all know what happened with the kind of funny interview that went live. That was a whole thing. Uh, but yeah, obviously like a big bummer. And, you know, hopefully like, I guess you could look at it, learning experience, whatever happened, whatever went wrong. Hopefully it's fixed and mitigated for future games from Arcane and they can continue kicking ass because I fully believe in them and that was just yeah i'm with you that was a bummer but i guess like the big one the huge one zelda tears of the kingdom so where are y'all at with zelda like have you have you played lots a little no uh, i feel so? like i'm never gonna finish this game okay That's so how actually my fault oh okay okay what's that well i may or may not have taken it from danny <laughs> <laughs> she did for, for weeks and demanded that I get to play it whenever I want. <laughs> so I, I let her do her thing. I was like, you know, play. As you do, as you do. And okay, then, okay. so then I found my older generation, like the first generation of the, the Switch. Uh-huh. So she could also now play on the TV and everything like that, too. And, and I got my OLED back. And I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I, I'm, like, completely lost in the game so now. So, but, but, but I'll say this. It is cool, like seeing the videos of, of people building all types yeah. of vehicles and weapons. And Rhea and I, we watched a lot of videos on YouTube of, of just that. Just that alone. Forget oh, about really? the campaign. Yeah. Not forget about the campaign. Honestly, yeah. Story. It's just like. That's awesome. All this <laughs> creative stuff that we've seen from people around the world playing that game. It's it's phenomenal. Like, I've never yeah. seen anything like this before in a game. So It's almost overtaken the actual game for me. Mm. Because I'm watching, like, Top Gaming Plays is one of the channels that I watch that does a really great <laughs> compilations of different people who submit their their Zelda builds and, and Tears of the Kingdom contraptions. And they're. They even have like mini genres like the like the Korok space program where they're just seeing like how far can you launch a Korok with all of the different <laughs> things you can build in the game mm -hmm. or like people trying to build uh, at in the game or like people starting to build like like pod racers have shown up. Somebody's got an entire combustion engine in that game now. Like there's this thing called shrine stealing where you take different parts that you only find in the shrines and you copy it to the outer world in Tears of the uh -huh. Kingdom and then make other things with it. Like there's classic model cars and like <laughs> what, what's this channel again top gaming place <laughs> you would love it Brittany. you it's so oh, yeah. addictive and it's, and it's and, daily daily and here's the thing content. cool the, yeah. the thing that's so so fascinating to me is like there'll be something as simple as like people trying to build like the best lightweight low battery drain like vehicles right like a hover mm -hmm. bike or something and one person will say like oh well did you know you could use tumbleweed and like the frond leaves as structural elements to your builds so that takes 
takes like zero weight. So then you can just use one fan and like a steering wheel. And then somebody else will take that concept and make a helicopter that uses like zero battery drain. And like there, there's these like like consistent propeller, like, so cool. like, like, like it's just watching engineering happen and innovation happen in real time where people are borrowing ideas and different elements of how to build things creatively from each other and like expanding upon it. And, and it's, it has nothing to do with the game. It's literally just the engine is fucking brilliant and it works so well. And there are a handful of bugs, Mm. which if you think about all of the (laughs) shit that people are doing, Mm -hmm. a handful of bugs is a miracle, right? Mm -hmm. Like this entire game should have crashed and literally set all of these (laughs) switches on fire by now with all of the stuff people are pulling off. It's It's just, it's just so impressive. And I've played the game. I've played maybe, I want to say maybe like 10, 12 hours of the game game. And the rest has just been fucking around building stuff. (laughs) And I'm having the best time like, and and watching other people come up with things. it, It, it's just like fascinating to me that I don't know if Nintendo even realized what they had because they literally yeah. could have just released this as an engine for people to play around with, mm-hmm. like without the entire Tears of the Kingdom game, which is also incredible. <laughs> like, it's just hard for me to imagine anything else coming close to this until we talk about Starfield later this year. But it's just the imagination that people can bring to it, like the freedom it gives you, the versatility. It's it's just beyond anything that I've seen in a long, long time. And I <sighs> maybe ever. I'm just endlessly impressed with it. And then you also have a fantastic game. And I'm not a Zelda fan. And mm-hmm. I feel that way about and it. And this so, is your first Zelda game. This is my first Zelda game. Yeah. So I, I got to wow. say, I'm all in. It's game of the year for me, hands down. And we'll see if anything else can hold up. See, this is the reason why I said, look, you know what? This is our first Zelda game. I'm going to let her enjoy it. So I, I was like, just play it. Don't worry about me. I'll play something else. Mm-hmm. I was I, very emotional at the time. The, he yeah. had a hard time arguing with me. Because here's, here's the thing. I wish we get to see that more and just in life. Just seeing the reaction of, of someone playing a game for the first time. Like, that's like, mm. it's priceless for me, you know? So when I saw mm. her playing Zelda, I was like, you know what? She needs to enjoy this. Let her let her just enjoy it and forget about me, you know, so. Oh, You're a good husband. I, it was good. I, yeah, that's what you do. I love that so much. I think that's so special. And it's really cool, you know, for me as someone who's played Zelda since I was little, mm-hmm. to see people, like you, read that, you know, you're experiencing the magic. And granted, you know, like when I played Zelda, it was, it was on Super Nintendo. And I re just posted a picture or something in, in the Discord. At first, I thought it was this Yoshi booty. We were no, it's not Yoshi booty. All I saw was green. And I was like, here we go again. That's no a more story fat for Yoshi, but No more fat. Yoshi's Yoshi, but- like this, like uh, no. <laughs> Danny's got that face down. Like I'm saying, he's been practicing in the mirror. I can tell. But no, like no. Zelda is, you know, my Zelda growing up was much different, and so I kind of had this interesting relationship with Zelda. But then, like hearing Re talk about it, I'm like. Fuck yeah, Zelda's such a magical experience. And there's something about it for me. I think the moment where I was like, oh my God, like this is the magic of Zelda was when I was, I found a random, oh God, it's been like a month since I played it. So don't get mad, friends. I've been busy with other reviews. But there's the the crater in the ground and you dump, you dive in and then you're in the underground area. And it was a completely random jump off point. I was like, this looks fun. So I hopped on in, waddled around. Oh boy. And then I, and then I found a chest though with my most anticipated armor that I was like very excited that I knew was probably in the game somewhere. And I found it just by randomly wandering. And that map is huge. Oh yeah. The, Big you know, time. but the mm-hmm. fact that I, I happened to stumble across it, I'm like, this is what makes this game so fucking cool. And I was worried about all the crafting that it was going to become a little too bit too much for my little brain to handle because I love watching people do it, but I don't have that brain. My brain isn't wired for that. Right. I just want to get simple point A, point B. I don't care how fucking ugly it is. Just get me there. But they, the way you're right, they made this game so perfect as you can do that you can do the ugliest thing ever it's not cool and it ain't fancy but it's gonna make it happen or you can build whatever the fuck this thing is that you just posted in discord i don't even know what that is it looks like a somebody made a bar. calculator a working calculator See? like That's how wild. do people do That's it's wild. so crazy it's so wild and so i need to get back into the story because i haven't even done a single dungeon yet and i'm maybe 30 hours into zelda and so i'm just having fun wandering around looking at locations and kind of getting like that the zelda lore all about me and that's what i've been enjoying doing but i haven't been able to play it in a while and it makes me so sad so that's definitely i think up there for my game of the year contender but i think as of right now my number one game of the year is 
is out in June, but we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, in, um, and, in June, yeah. I'm so let's at see the list, what else. Like, hmm. Yeah, now I'm know, looking. Really, <laughs> yeah, you know, Brett and Fred is out was out in May, and I just want to give that a little nod because I have so much so fun, fun playing that with you at Pax East. Yes, that you was a great little time. penguin friends. Yeah, it was um very reminiscent of Get Over It that that like wonky game where the dude's like in a pot with a with a little hook and he's trying to like jump over the side of a mountain, but it's really wonky. Like it, it had a really charming aesthetic and, and like a very fun challenge where you know your two penguins tied to each other trying to platform together and mm. yeah, it was just joyful. But it had so many features that made it less frustrating. And oh, it's yeah. one of those games where you can tell you can either go super hardcore with it, like if that's your jam, or you could turn all the easy mode stuff on and play with like oh, your little, cr- your little jump, brother baby. and sister. Yeah. That infinite jump was all the rage. Yeah. So obviously Zelda yeah. from this month is the one that everyone's going to be talking about. Yeah. Probably going to win most, if not all, Game of the Year awards. Yeah. But I'll mention one. I'll mention one Please. just, just yeah. because I love this studio a lot. Humanity. Good okay. one. Very yeah. good one. Yeah, so they worked on uh, Tetris Effect Connected, you know, so one of my favorite Tetris game ever. But this one is like, um, think of it as like a Pikmin type of puzzle game. I think where it's you, more like Lemmings. Lemmings too. Yep. Lemmings. Yeah, but you control, yeah. This there's going to be a lot of people just running and you got to take them to like the, the goal point. So you take them to different locations. I think later there's bosses. It's like, it gets really, really crazy and intense, but it's an awesome, awesome game. And uh, I haven't played the VR. I only played it just normal on, on PC, mm. but it's also on uh, on all PlayStation uh, uh, consoles. So make sure yeah, to check it out. Yeah, but it's a, a puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Really yeah, thanks for talking game. about that. It's something I wanted to check out, but I knew I wouldn't have time to, so I threw it in here. So appreciate you mentioning it. Very laid back, very laid back and chill. Is it? Okay, well, mm-hmm. that's good to know. Because it looks, again, it looked like I had to use my brain, and I'm like, I don't want to use my I mean, brain. you do have to use your brain, but it's oh, very laid back. <laughs> Okay. It's like well, easy parts of your brain, not like, you know, create a combustion engine no. parts of your okay, brain. Great. <laughs> See, that's complicated. I can't do that. I can't do that. All right. No. Now, let's get into the month we are currently in when we're recording this, which is June of 2023. Some notable releases, Street Fighter VI, Diablo IV, Layers of Fear, Crash Team Rumble, Final Fantasy sixteen, and this is a little personal favorite, <gasps> Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life. So oh where boy. shall we start with this, Liz? I mean, God dang. It's a pretty good month. It's a I mean, pretty should, good month. Should we start with like the big demon in the room <laughs> Ooh, mom that's mommy i mean i'd rather i'd rather end it i'd rather end it with the big one in my opinion because the big one okay. yeah okay. which is which is that one because um okay it's gonna see, outshine it's gonna outshine everything else that we're gonna mention that's why i want to oh, show oh see i don't know i don't know if i agree with that because i i mean i can talk about it because the game is out by now final fantasy 16 is Ooh. up there one of the best final fantasy games ever made and it's probably top two, top three of my favorites. Like, damn, that's just a lot. <laughs> oh, it's a lot. I, it's it's a lot, and I and I I kind of had a feeling since the first preview event that this was going to be a special ass game. Mm-hmm. And when I say that Square went all in and held nothing back from music, from production to cutscenes to anime, everything like this is like cream of the crop. I can't see this getting anything less than nines out of tens. Like I see nines and tens. I think you're going to get some outliers though, because I think some people who maybe prefer the older formula of Final Fantasy, that bigger open world that you see in pretty much all the other ones, right? And you see all that, the kind of like magic and the whimsical nature of Final Fantasy, that's not in this one. And I think some folks might have trouble with that or they might not appreciate that as much. But this is just from the narrative to the characters, to the relationships, to the combat, to the world building to all of it it is just like pristine it is so 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 well done that i cannot give it enough praise and as of right now i think this is my game of the year Mm. like this year is gonna be tough this year is is irritatingly stacked honestly god is like I mean like I can't even express to you like how fucking good this game is like Tim and I did our uh, review today earlier and so this was a few weeks ago by the time this comes out and we both were just like like yelling it's that's awesome I, this is gonna I think this is a pivotal moment for Final Fantasy I think this is going to be it's big like it's, I don't know what the word yeah yeah it's big moment I know like obviously Final Fantasy 7 is always going to be wildly popular and I truly believe in my loins that Final Fantasy 9 remake is coming but it's kind of like where do you go with these new mainline entries and the way like this game is created and the way it is produced like the future is so bright for Final Fantasy and again I think you're going to see some people not really happy with this direction some people not a lot but I think once you accept it for what 
it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it won me over instantly. Anyway, I could gush the whole fucking rest of the episode about it. So Final Fantasy 16 to me is my big one. Obviously, Diablo 4 is like right there next to it, though. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, I haven't gotten the review code of Final Fantasy. I know you you guys been mm-hmm. playing that for a while, but I actually requested it, so hopefully I get it soon. Because I, I, here's what happened. I haven't played Final Fantasy since the remake and before that it was like years um was like I was, two years ago three years ago more than that like i was not really into final fantasy for a while mm-hmm. i know i was into the old school super nintendo days and, and playstation days and then i stopped the original playstation so yeah seeing the change now i can see myself playing this like actually during summer game fest we we played behind closed doors yeah. when we were at the Square Enix booth, and I fell in love with the demo. I was like, oh my God, this yeah. demo is sick. This demo is sick. So I'm definitely going to play it. But Diablo 4 is up there, Britt. Diablo yeah. 4 is so good. I'm like hooked. I, I'm i so hooked that I also added it into my Steam Deck because I was like, look, I got to play this on the go. Like, I can't, I can't <laughs> so wait. Jealous. Yeah, it's so good. The game is awesome, and and actually yesterday I was playing with Ree. She was playing on on the Xbox console, and I was playing on my Steam Deck and just co op. It's been good, man. I love it. And I I joined the whole uh, Diablo movement late. It was like from the last one, Diablo three, uh-huh. when it got released on the was it Nintendo Switch, and that's oh I, wow, yeah. I started really late, really really. That's late. okay, man. Yeah, and but now it's all good. You. This is my first yeah. time getting into a Diablo game and I'm I'm sucked in. Like like they got yeah. me. Like I think mm-hmm. it's really interesting because I'm not a huge fan of top down games and I did not have a great experience with Diablo Immortal and it kind of bounced off that real hard as, you know, again, I've talked about it on the show. Mm-hmm. But this one, it just hit different. Like, obviously, I'm on my console, so that's easier for me than the cell phone. But it, it was just so easy to jump in with friends, for friends to jump into my game. Like, we both get progress. We both feel challenged. Like, we're, we're seeing incredible story cinematics. <laughs> like, yeah. it is really absolutely beautifully really told story. And I, I like I said, again... I don't know who these little flippity floops are, but I give a shit about them now. Like I'm caring. <laughs> like when, when, like I don't want to give spoilers, but when a certain guy that looks kind of like Kali Fadim's friend of the show from Spawn on Me <laughs> at his moment, I was like, oh shit, what's going on? I hope he makes it. You know, like I feel the stakes, right? Like, like I get into it. What's really interesting to me is that it, it again, not being super familiar with the Diablo mechanics, it is a very deep, deep game mechanically, mm-hmm. but it took its time explaining things to me, and I didn't feel like I was being talked down to i didn't feel like i was being over tutorialized like said hey this stuff is here you may want it but if you don't it's there here's a marker you go do whatever you want and i appreciate that approach because like i feel like it respects my time and also my intelligence but it still walks me through everything i need to know when i am ready to do it and i i think it's just a fantastic experience i've had a wonderful time this being like my basically introduction into diablo and yeah yeah it's definitely high up there on my list for sure. Yeah. I'm really excited that it's a game as a service because I've never like really like been in one of those before, like really been into one. So whenever that battle pass comes out, I'm like, yeah, I want to do all of the things. I don't know. It's just me. It's like I, you know, we started and stopped this game so many times before its final release because of all the preview events. Uh, right? the oh, pre-release, that was tough. <laughs> the pre-release, oh, the beta, I was like playing the same thing oh. over and over. I'm like, no, I want to play the new stuff. And they gave me the the, the early copy of the game, but this was yeah, a pre-release version. And yeah. then we're like, oh, yeah, once the retail version comes out, everything's going to erase. I'm like, well, I stopped. I was like, not nah, going to go far. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, that was it. Yeah. I, I was. I remember playing with Joey and Andrea during that that moment. And I was like, I don't really care because this character is going to get wiped. But now that we have our forever characters, finally, I just care so much more. And it's so much fun to hunt for legendaries. And, you know, typically I'm someone who really cares about the story. And I think the story, like, I'm happy following it at a surface level. But what this game actually is doing for me is... You know, Jason's busy, like, running his business. I'm busy running stuff, and we have a kid, and we got shit going on. It's, like, at night, we sit down, we play Diablo, and we just vibe, and we just chat, and we just, like, catch up for our day. Because while, you know, you can really focus, like, all your attention on the game, you can also kind of mindlessly play it, too. If you just want to explore and be like, maybe we'll try to hunt for Altars of Lilith tonight. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we'll try to, like, just pinch off. I got to stop saying pinch off. I say it so much. Do some of these dungeons, you know, whatever. And that, for me, has just been really, really cool and really special that it's mm-hmm. the thing that we both, like, get to do, and it both relaxes us, and we get to unwind and just chill and catch up on our day. So Diablo has been very, very special for me for that reason specifically. I know there's a couple other games here that I want to mention the 
Yeah. Street Fighter Six. Look, I'm not a huge fighting guy, but seeing the the fighting community really getting to back like to play this again online and it's really cool to see. Actually, yeah. my brother. He's a huge Street Fighter fan. Huge. Oh. So he's like pumped up and he's ready to go compete. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. ready to compete. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Does he compete? He has in the past. Like that's cool. I, I don't know if he's been through Evo. I can't remember, but he's done like Halo competition, like tournaments for like MOG and all that stuff. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's one. And the other one, Brittany, that I'm very curious to talk to you about is Layers of Fear. I have not played it yet. Oh, Save it, save it, save it, save it, save uh, it. Y'all should do a horror episode of What's Good Games. I love to. I, yo, I feel I like there's so a lot there. Curious. I'm so curious okay. to hear your thoughts about this. Like, Okay, okay. Yeah. So I'll leave you with this question. Yeah. Do you think it'll, it potentially could win any game of the year categories? No, but as a fan of Layers of Fear, like it's. So like maybe like a personal a game of the book. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure like if it would maybe, fit Maybe, well, I, I wouldn't go that far because I, I need to complete the whole thing. Okay, okay, okay. It's been. It's it's been fun. Like, uh, I'm yeah. so excited. I mean, it's on my fucking list of shit to play. It's yeah. on there. Look, I'll mention this. Like from the original, the first first layers of fear, how I discovered the game. So, Alienware sent me the Steam machine way oh. back years ago, right? So yeah, I was like, oh man, this is like the first time that I'm gonna be playing, you know, PC games. Let me just go online and and I got it around October, so it was like close to like Halloween. Oh boy! So I was like, Hell I was yeah. like, hey, let me get some horror games. Let me see. Layers of Fear was the first game that I discovered on my Steam machine, and I, I remember playing this. And yo, I did it in one session, just. Wow. finish the whole thing and I fell in love with that franchise I'm like oh man oh this is good man me so beautiful too. that's yeah. when I fell in love with Bluebird Team like that was one of the yeah that was probably one of the first Let's Play series I ever did mm-hmm. was Layers of Fear back in the day and I mean when I tell you I had to get borderline drunk to play that game like I'm not joking it was terrifying i remember there's these old it's like don't turn around so what would i do i would turn around and there was that scare and i loved that was my first intro to like walking sim or whatever you want to call it these Mm -hmm. days but we're all you don't have to worry about surviving too much it's just about experiencing the story that was created for you just to you know viscerally feel it and Mm -hmm. i loved that so much and it was so spooky and oh my god anyway i love bluebird team and so yeah that was my time with that so i'm really excited to to hop into it i wasn't the biggest fan of two i didn't like two I didn't yeah, like yeah. two at all, but this one's yeah. Different. Okay, we'll have to we'll have <laughs> to we'll have to do it. Well, okay, yeah. we'll have to do it because Unreal, I'm kind of Unreal Engine Five. I was five. just gonna say because it's yeah. I'm Ooh. sure it's like even more intense now. That's all I was saying. That's all. I was okay, saying. okay, okay. Maybe Ree will play it with me. She, she would never. <laughs> if you want to give birth like months earlier than your due date, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so that's June. Unless anyone has any other little notable mentions. Uh, like let to. me see that. Let me look at the list. I think there was one more. While Danny's looking at that, yeah. just a, a quick aside: Should there be a horror game category and game? I of the years so. they should, they i feel should. like there's so many now like there's they, more yeah. and more yeah. every year i'm with you i'm yeah. with you Ray. i think that's a great idea yeah, yeah the, there was a time that was dry there was nothing going on with, with a little, it was a little barren now i feel yeah. like the category is moist with options yeah. so i Ooh. feel like was that a good use Ray? yeah yeah was like a, you like that dripping got your approval yeah. oh oh, okay. oh wow oh she took it to that level oh, and i wow. love her for it oh i God. love her for it i wasn't ready for that <laughs> you married her you should have been but yes yeah. <laughs> i think a horror category would be great yeah i have one more game and please th- this is fun this is a lot of fun actually i, I played it multiple times now for the past couple months crash team rumble okay yeah it's family game get together with friends 4v4 mm-hmm. fun game fun see game. a little nod there best family game i think that's a category right yeah yeah it, it's like fun that. it's a lot of fun I went to an event a couple of months back and I was playing with uh, with Lawrence and uh, we were playing against other people. Yo, we destroyed everybody, man. Number yeah, one. you did, you badass. It was like team. me and Foam Stars at Summer Game Fest. No, you you see me at Foam Stars. You destroyed me because I, I did terrible in that one. Yeah, <laughs> I did awful stars. in that one. Yeah, that's insane. I needed more time. There was a lot going on in that HUD. I can give you lessons. Yeah, so anyway, so we're through June now. So yeah. I guess let's start here. Out of all the games we've mentioned, what mm-hmm. is your game of the year so far? And you can only pick one. Rhea, I feel like you've already made yours well known, but I'd love to hear from, it again. From Q1 and Q2? Yeah. Game it's of the year so far. It's Tears of the Kingdom, which surprises me more than anyone else. I know. <laughs> it's I'm like my I'm very first dead. Zelda game. First and last so far. All right. So one for Tears of the Kingdom, Danny. I'm going to go with I'm going to go something else. Because I okay. feel like so, that's too easy. Oh. <laughs> I feel like, because I feel like, no, no, he, no, no. I'm not, not dissing you, Rhi. I'm not dissing you. It's just, I feel like a lot of people are going to say Zelda. And 
Yeah, that's I why think, I think it'll win. <laughs> I think, uh, look, uh, look, we're going to have a different conversation later this year because I think that's mm-hmm. not going to happen. But okay. Zelda will be contender of Game of the Year. That's 100% sure. But honestly, I think I will go with Diablo. Yeah? Okay. That's, I, that's I really, a great pick. I really enjoy Diablo. I'm having a blast. I've never thought in my life I was going to say Diablo, Game of the Year. I've never, ever, you know? So, really? Yeah, and also... <laughs> As a fan, I'll go. I love Hi Fi Rush. I think that was like a the biggest surprise of this yeah. year, hands down. Okay, hands down. okay, but let's pretend you're submitting your ballot to Keely. Only pick one game of the year. It's gonna be Diablo Four. I think Rush. Diablo, uh, Diablo 4. over yeah. Star Wars. Really? Look, I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I think it was a, one of the greatest stories ever. But I'm th- I'm going. I'm trying to think differently this time. Like I, I don't want to be one of those like like easy choices. You, you get what I'm saying? Like. It's about what makes you tingly, Danny. And yeah. about if it's an easy cho- if the easy choice makes you tingly, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's okay, it's so look, it. this year's gonna be tough. Especially later this year, yeah. it's gonna be really hard. I know. This isn't even our final vote because we're only halfway through the fucking year. <laughs> yeah, obviously mine is Final Fantasy 16 as of right now. Over RE4, like that's that's kind of like the thing I've been fighting with. But RE4 was so great and so fantastic. But I think where Final Fantasy 16 kind of has that edge is this is a brand new story that I'm experiencing, and inherently mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it just a little bit more because of that. I could my mind could change tomorrow it's fine all right before we wrap up though i thought it would be fun to kind of go through some most anticipated upcoming 2023 releases as always Rhea, i think you added some stuff in here so oh, yeah. thank you thank you for doing that and i will read through this list and we can kind of just anticipate what we think might take our top pick Ooh. more tingles on the way more Everybody tingles your all right bodies. i think this is pretty much in, in order okay so starting with july oxen free to viewfinder Pikmin 4, The Expanse, Telltale, August, Immortals of Avium, Armored Core 6, Goodbye Volcano High, and Baldur's Gate 3, September, Starfield, Fey Farm, Lies of P, Mortal Kombat, October, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Alan Wake 2, Spider-Man 2, City Skylines 2, November, Like a Dragon Gate and the Man Who Erases Name, Kingdom Hard-Ass Title, um, <laughs> December, Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, and then we have Ex Defiant, quote, later this summer, Jusant 2023, and Prince of Persia in 2024. Okay, so that's like a fucking, I mean, <laughs> the next six move. months are unfair, okay? I feel like it just negated our entire conversation with that little list itself but how 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 are we gonna do this realistically which one of these games if any do you think will throw overthrow what you just listed as your game of the year for me personally or what am i predicting the industry will say for you oh my um i know right you can do both you can do for you and industry wise for me and this is just me knowing me Mm -hmm. it's probably going to be spider-man Oh, okay. And that's because I'm a very late bloomer with a lot of franchises and IPs. I have not played through a Spider-Man game, and this will be my first time playing one. So I have not played Miles Morales. I've not played Spider-Man 1. I've watched Danny play some of these, Mm -hmm. but this is going to be the first time I'll jump in on my own game, and it's going to fucking blow my mind. Like, I already know it will. And that's probably because I'm coming to it with, you know, fresh eyes and and Mm -hmm. as a new experience. So that's my guess for myself. Okay. Danny, do you have a guess for yourself? Yep. It's okay. not even it's not even a question. Alan Wake too. That's it. That's all. You that's think all that's you gonna to override everything. Yeah. I, per, per, for personally for me. Personally. Yeah, that's personally fine. for me. Because I again we were talking about layers of fear. I love horror games. Yep. I love Alan Wake. I love Remedy, all their games. And what we just saw at Summer Game Fest was real impressive. Oh man. Really impressive. impressive. And there was some really doing some really cool stuff too yeah. with Saga's mind, and, the mind place. And the thing the crazy thing is we only saw Saga's Saga's point of view. We haven't even seen Anna Wake's point of view, which is That's gonna be so even crazy. wild. Yeah. Duh. I can't even imagine. Like I'm so excited to see how that works out. Cause if it's if it does it well, then like holy shit, that could be like a game changer for like to start. Anyway, we don't do yeah. yes, Alan Wake too, <laughs> very yeah. much a contender. Now, I think for me, oh, my personal it. though, my real quick, mm-hmm. I think the only game that could out I don't think I mean think Starfield is close, but I think the game that could even be out Starfield personally is gonna be Baldur's Gate three. I think Larian Studios is just an incredibly, incredibly talented studio. I love everything they put out. Divinity Original Sin 1 and Divinity Original Sin 2, two of my favorite games of all time, especially the fact that they have an amazing, amazing cooperative play. You can literally break the game in the best way possible. And, you know, it kind of reminds me how, how you were talking about Zelda. But in this game, you know, you go to a town and you don't like anyone. You can just literally destroy the entire town in Divinity, <laughs> you know? You, you come across a gate and you don't have the key for it. You can just break down the gate. It might take you 10 minutes, but you can do it. 
And it's such brilliant storytelling and mechanics that I, I, I'm so fucking excited for Baldur's Gate 3. I think that could be the one that overtakes Final Fantasy 16. Okay, now let's make a prediction for the industry. Jeff Keighley is on stage. He's about to announce Game of the Year 2023. What words come out of his mouth? This would be very controversial, what I'm about to say. That's oh my fine. Gosh. <laughs> Re- so, like my pearls. I was here's, a, here's the thing. I think, I think, look, if, and look, please, and I hope to God, if Bethesda make this game right, Starfield, I think it's going to be like a game changer for gaming. But yeah. you know what's going to happen? Legend what? of Zelda is going to win. See, that's that's Andrea's stance, too, is Andrea's yeah. convinced that Zelda will win. And guess what? It's fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up. Because here's what? the thing. No, no. But here, here, here's, here's the reason why. Mm-hmm. It's because that name alone, Nintendo and Zelda, is iconic. Starfield is so new that it's going to be kind of hard to beat that. You know what I'm saying? So if, and again, that's if the game gets nines and tens. Then we're going to have that conversation later on. You know what I'm saying? Now, but here's the mm-hmm. thing. Zelda and Starfield has so many competitions this year that it's going to be mm-hmm. kind of tough. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really hard. Final Fantasy, Diablo, like, oh, my God. It's going to be. Mm-hmm. This year's going to be intense out of all I mean, the years. I can compare had, this to 2007. Elden Ring and God of War. Like, like we had the same conversation last year. Like, but how this, do you compare two perfect experiences, right? Yeah, but those are two completely different games, though. So are these. But Zelda, Zelda, and and Starfield is kind of the same. In, okay, when it comes to like the building aspect, like that part, it's it's very similar. You're gonna see tons of people building crazy type crazy ships. Mm-hmm. You know, you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't see people talking yeah. about that campaign. They're gonna be talking about the experience. Like, nobody's talking about the campaign of Zelda. They're talking about right. like. All these things Not that they've anymore, been building. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so. and I think that's and I think that's why Zelda might have the edge is because of that engine that Rhi was talking about. I mean, I I can shit on Zelda's graphics. I mean, it's beautiful. People are mad at me. I've never been. I, I want Zelda to look real pretty, right? I want to be on some Unreal Engine five shit. I'm ready for it. Like this this look we have of Breath of the Wild. It's pretty. It's colorful. I mean, there's no fucking brightness setting in that game, Nothing. and I'm mad at it because of that. And that's like that's it in, in the accessibility. And there's so many issues mm-hmm. with this game, but I cannot ignore the fact that what it has built is just it's mind-boggling as Dragon Ball Z characters like to say the engine of it is just like the fact that you can do that I mean like we've all seen the same Twitter threads of people who actually make these games and know what they're talking about being like this is just mind-blowing like how did they even do this that is very 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 impressive but I do have issues with Zelda and I've made this very clear for a long time so uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tricky but yeah like I think if there is someone who could stand up to it I mean I don't know if oh, fuck it's so hard I want to say Starfield could and I think it can and I think the vote's going to be splintered, but it's all going to come down to, I think, those two titles. Mm-hmm. I honestly think <sighs> that there there may be some sleepers in here. Like, Danny mentions Alan Wake, and because it's in the scary genre, it may just not get enough people playing it because f- folks will avoid it because they're scared, like me. <laughs> um, I, I, people are going to play it. You're crazy. Sure. All the outlets <laughs> have to cover it. But I'm just saying, like, as far as, like, if people were going to choose, like, Alan Wake versus Spider-Man, there's it's a broader game for Spider-Man, right? Oh, my God. Um, that's another one, so I forgot. But, th- like, th- again, there's, there's some sleepers on here. Here, Assassin's Creed may surprise the hell out of all of us. You know what I mean? Like, like there's there's just so much potential for tens in the second half of 2023. Yeah, that I I just it's so hard to say. Like Avatar, like that could. I mean, it's coming out a little late for for Game of the Year consideration because it it's probably yeah. going to be a really big game and it's in December, which you know a little yeah, late it for won't Game be Awards. Up for- it won't be up for yeah, and a little early for next year, but yeah, like there's just so many huge games with like dedicated audiences with recognizable IP, and then brand new things like Lies of P. Maybe that'll come out of nowhere and just surprise the hell out of us too. Like like it's just it's just so hard to say, right? It's, I think yeah, it's so when hard it comes, to say. I think you've nailed it, and I think you made a good point when it comes to individual outlets game of the year. I think that's where you're going to see a lot of the different titles. Yeah, but I think when it comes to Jeff Keighley's Game Awards, I. I just don't see how Zelda doesn't win this. Yeah, and we know Starfield's going to sell like gangbusters, right? Like, but I would love it if Starfield won. Could you imagine? It's uh, huge. I'm, I'm telling you, it's a game changer. Like, yeah, yeah. If it, if it goes well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, it could. I mean, look, we watched the the Xbox showcase. That direct was one of the best deep dive mm-hmm. directs I ever seen about a game. I've never yeah. ever seen anything like it, man. And it felt like it, it went so fast and it was only 40 minutes, you know, like, yeah. 
And yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I'm looking at Paris, like, okay, they they can't add more stuff, and it continues, and there's more stuff and more stuff. I'm like, this is insane, Sandwiches. insane. So if it breaks, if it breaks the mold, kind of the way Zelda did, you think that that will give it more of a chance of beating Zelda? Because at that point, you're kind of comparing, like, well, you did this amazing thing, mm-hmm. and you did this amazing thing, which is more notable and amazing and incredible. Yeah, I, I think th- it's the yeah. one that does it first. Here, here's me. the thing, and actually, props to Paris for mentioning this. He said to me, Danny, do you know that? In the Game Awards, there's no Game of the Year game from Xbox, and this could be the one if it happens. Never in the history of the Game Awards has ever been an Xbox Game of the Year. There's been contenders, of course, like, Mm -hmm. but an actual winner, never from Xbox. And I think this could be the one that completely changed. And and I I wish we see this from Bethesda and from them. It it will be like a big win for them. You know what I'm saying? It would be so cool. I mean, it does have the recency bias going for it. Everyone's going to be all hot. And like, you know, I don't get off this high horse of Zelda, but it's like, I feel like if they didn't do all the incredible things they did with the building, if the game was just the way it was, I think I can make a more compelling argument against voting not for that for Game of the Year. Agree. Because it, you know, it does a lot of things. It has changed up the formula a bit, but I think like the big standout for me anyway is is the crafting stuff. Like that's what I'm really impressed by. Everything else, I'm like, okay, well, you've done some things just a little bit better, but we'll see. Well, okay, we'll so see. I'm going to say Zelda... Are we all who who's what what's what is Jeff Keeley muttering? I I think it's Zelda. I would be thrilled if it was Starfield. Me too. I just I'm for me. I can imagine people going into Starfield and feeling overwhelmed and bouncing off of it because that's what oh. happens to me a lot in these games. Zelda made it more approachable, okay. and again, just my, a lot like Diablo Four, which is obviously a very different game. It gives you these instructions. You go in the shrines, you learn the mechanics, or you don't. You spend thirty hours. You know, frolicking along the countryside and having the best time doing that. Like, it doesn't feel as overwhelming to me. Maybe it's because it's the vastness of space, which is very terrifying. Or maybe it's just because there is just so much in this this game that we saw. And I was worried originally that there was not enough to yeah, to the I world remember. of Starfield. Now I almost feel like I'm edging towards the other extreme where there's maybe too much to do. Mm-hmm. And that is also a reason why I've fallen off of Assassin's Creed. It's why I bounce off of these huge long games. Like, it, it may be something that people are just like overwhelmed by and like too strapped because of this insane lineup we have to get through all of it and to really get to the depth of what makes it special. Zelda or Tears of the Kingdom has the benefit of like you had a whole year to get through it. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm concerned That's September true. is just not enough time. September to basically November, then you're at holiday, then boof, it's game awards. I, I, I just What's don't know. Cutoff? I don't know if you it can do it. The cutoff for uh, the game it's like some, sometime in November. So yeah. like I know you mentioned okay. about Avatar is too late. Potentially, yeah. we might see us getting the game really early just so it could be part of the awards. Like that happened before it would be, previous years. It would be smart of them to do that. It yeah. would be a very intelligent choice to get review copies of this game out with yeah. plenty of time That's to happened. get oh, yeah. That happened before. I mean, it's going to be controversial because people are going to be saying, hey, why this game is just came out. It's already nominated. So, But I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say this. Uh, as a protest, as a protest, yeah. I'm going to go <laughs> for Starfield, because that game is going to be more accessible than compared to, to Zelda. I don't disagree with you on that. I think you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Yeah. I hope it's Starfield. I think that would be so fucking cool. Like I said, I mean, like, God, if there's one game that could do it, I feel like it would have to be Starfield at this point. It's going to be so, so interesting to see how all of this plays out. And I'm sure a year from now, we'll be looking back on this and be like, oh, we were all totally wrong. and ended up being Gujabarujababa, that Nintendo released in their direct. And we it was were just all, saw it yeah. the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> just the whole fucking time. But I can't thank you. Danny, so much for you know joining us on this wonderful two week game of the year so far extravaganza. Just for people you know who are still sticking around, can you remind everyone where they can find you and all the amazing yeah. things you do? Well, thank you for inviting me. Look, we haven't showered in two weeks. We've been wearing the same clothes. So absolutely, uh, hardcore gamers. You can find me <laughs> and, and you can find me on uh, gamertagradio.com We're there or look us up on any podcast app. And and actually, just recently, I just started uploading on my YouTube channel. I've really have really been promoting it i haven't really been promoting it but if you guys want to subscribe hey just look up danny pena who's there and uh yeah if you really want to know about alan wake please watch that video of my interview with sam lake and kyle the game director of the game 30 minute conversation of the lore and everything about alan wake you got in the weeds didn't you like really like no we went deep we went deep that even sam was like (laughs) during the interview there were some theories (laughs) tossed around in that one yeah it was it was awesome it has so much fun man and actually um and i forgot to mention the beginning of the show a couple days ago i was actually in new york uh, for 
for Tribeca, but I also went to, for the first time, to the New York Stock Exchange, and I did an interview there about my book and everything, and that just, was a lot of fun. casual New York Stock. Casual. You are so fucking cool. That, Thank God. Let me tell you, that was dream come true, because I've never been inside. It was so awesome. It was so cool. But you get that. to do the coolest stuff, and I say get to do it. You earned it. You have been doing this for a while, and like you are some of the best. You're like at the best of what you do. Like You are so good, and your hustle and the content you make, like... Round of applause. Thank you. Good job, hey, Ray. You married a good one. We're trying. I'm trying, you know? Yeah. Oh, you're doing it, man. There's no trying. You're making it happen. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of What's Good Games. We will be back next week with your regularly scheduled video game shenaniganry, and it will be good. Maybe I'll be grunting about some new game that got announced while we are all on a little hiatus. So thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.